Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Recorded live. Well, praise the Lord, people. It's good to be able to be back on again. I was off last week. Um, but uh, we were off for a little bit. We had something that we were doing, but we're back on this week, and I pray that everybody will be able to just, uh, you know, get back on. It's been an interesting week. God has been, God has been good, and God has done exactly what he does. He shows up, and he actually, as everyone says, what does he do? He shows out. <laughs> God always does that. He shows in, and he shows out. And God is just so awesome. And I'm here once again. My wife will be on also. We've had some, uh, had a, a real trying day, but the Lord made a way. And look how he always does. He comes through. And he comes through for us. And it's so great. And I thank God for it. Amen. And I pray that there are those that would probably tune in, those that will probably tune in and come, come in, you know, tune in and, you know, you know, tune in to this broadcast tonight. We have something that we're definitely wanting to talk about uh, that I'm going to really be getting into and talking about tonight. Amen. And I, I really want to talk uh, concerning still, we're, we're on the subject of grace. We're still on the subject of grace and, 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 and grace and how, how it is. We're going to go through, basically, we want to, I want to get into Romans where Paul was talking to Rome and, um, he mainly was talking to the Romans. Now, the thing that is so interesting about this was when he was talking to Rome, Rome knows about laws and how laws change. I, I thought about that. It was so interesting. Rome knows about laws and how laws change. Uh, they, they change with every person that every, every, um, every uh, what would you call the person – you call him the king, but it's not king, but uh, with the emperor, or that when you say emperor, emperor, they every Caesar, you know, that came into office, they had a lot of different laws. They had laws that they instituted, uh, laws that they said was going to go. So Paul began to start talking to them, and he was also talking to the Hebrews, because the Hebrews law that God had instituted way back during Moses' time um, that he had put in place. It's an agreement. It's it would be it's not it's it's not really an agreement, but it is an agreement. In other words, this is what I'm this is what we call righteous. This is what God, God was saying. This is what we call righteous. Um if you want to know what is righteous, then you need to find out who it is that owns whatever it is. It's righteous. Things that are in your home that you do are righteous. In other words, your thing that you do, that you're dealing with uh, in your home is righteous. Uh, the rules that you put up, the agreements that you have, that, that's what you they call righteous. You call that righteous. You call that, and anybody breaks that, there's 
sinning against what you have set up. You don't want anyone just some you have some common sense righteous rules. You don't right over the wall of your home. Now some of you might do that, but you know uh, normally you don't take a, a marker and write on the wall. You don't do that. That's not that's not something that you want. And if someone was to do that, if your kids was to do that, or just somebody walk into your house and they're staying there for a while, and they take a magic marker and start writing on your walls, you're going to be very upset because they've broken what you set as a standard. Ooh, you've set it as a standard. That's a standard in your home, um, one that needs to be set, that when they come into your home, if they're going to stay there for a while, that's your standard. That is your standard. You have your, 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 your rules. You have your agreement that as long as they are here in this home, this is what they're going to do. This is what, I, this is what makes it comfortable for everybody involved, everybody involved. Yeah, turn the music down at about 9.30, 10 o'clock. That's what you're doing. You, you have the music turned down. Uh, that's your standard. That's what you that's what you desire for your home. So you have the music turned down at about nine thirty, nine thirty or or ten o'clock, because uh, basically you've got to get up early in the morning. So you're telling everybody, I'm going to have the TV off. We want the TV off. We want the music turned down. You don't have to turn it off, but turn it down where I cannot hear it. That might be a standard. It's a standard for your home. Now, God had a standard for the way that things should be. Um, you'll find that. And those are called basically like laws. Those were the laws. Those were the commandments. He had a standard. You wanted to know what was right? This is the standard that he had. He would say, this is the way that you're going to do things in my place. <laughs> the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. That means it belongs to the Lord. It's all, everything about this is his. Come on, everybody. You can understand, look at that. Everything about this is his. The earth is the Lord, and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein, for he had founded upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Now, all of these things are things that, he has set as a standard from the beginning of time. Wow. He set all of that as a standard from the beginning of time. Therefore, automatically, this is, these are things that he's saying, this is the way that I want things to run. Uh, for God so loved the world. What did he love? He loved the arrangement. He loved the way that things were arranged. He loved the arrangement. World is... God so loved the world. Another word for world, world was cosmos. He loved the cosmos. He loved the arrangement. He loved the way that things are going. And when things got out of line, he said, okay, I'm going to find a way to get it back in line. The old covenant, the old testament was strict. It was one that was hard. It was a standard that was hard to be reached. Come on, everybody. It was hard for it to be reached. So those that, those that um, missed that standard, okay, that missed <clears throat> that area, 
those that missed that, that was why that was called sin. I hope I'm breaking it down for those that are being able to listen. That was called sin. Sin was when you broke the standard. Just like in your home, when folks come in and they do something, it bothers you. You break the standard of that home, of your home. Your home has been broken. Your standard has been broken. And God says basically what was going on was the standard of the way that I set things up had been broken. It's, it's high for you to reach, and I understand that. That's what he's saying, and I understand that. So the first covenant or the first testament, I have to change that. So that's when the new testament or the new covenant comes in or the new agreement, the new agreement. That's why they're saying that now you're no longer under the law. We're under grace. That means I'm giving you chance to get, I'm giving you time to get back in line. Do we continue out of the standard, uh, continue breaking the standard? No, we do not continue to break the standard. We don't continue to break the standard because when the standard is broken, when that standard is broken, then everything else comes in. I've watched many times where all of a sudden there's certain things in your home. You, you just give a little bit of lenience to that. Come on. And you've given a little bit of lenience to the standard. What happens? Everybody else follows suit with that. And they, what they do is they figure, okay, since they're doing it, I'm going to do it. And everything kind of goes to pot. But thanks be to God, he gives us grace. He gives us time to get it back in line again. Back in line again. What is his standard? What is his standard? He said, now, the thing that is so interesting, which is so neat, the standard that he does now is he says, now we're under grace, which is means, number one, he doesn't look no longer at just us doing it. Because if you remember a long time ago what happened, the priests came in, and they had to have everything just right. The sacrifices had to be just right. So there was only one sacrifice that was made to get everybody back in line again. And you have to come underneath that one sacrifice. You come underneath that one sacrifice. You come underneath that sacrifice, then you are accepted in. So simple. It is so neat. How do I get back underneath that one sacrifice? And who was that sacrifice? That sacrifice was Jesus. That sacrifice that was raised, very innocent. He was very innocent and raised up so that everyone can see him. And that sacrifice came so, when it was raised up, it was so great. Now everything has to go through Christ. No man cometh unto the Father except by him. That's scripture. No man cometh unto the Father except by him. I'm, he's saying now I am looking at the one that paid the ultimate price so that you guys can get back in line again. Back in line again. 
I'm giving you grace. I'm justifying you. Justifying means basically I'm, I'm, I'm accepting. It's an acceptance. I'm accepting. I'm not accepting the wrong. No way. I am not accepting the wrong. No way. I'm accepting, the, I'm accepting you through Jesus Christ that now you can get it together. Someone said, well, what about all the sacrifices that need to be made? There was one sacrifice that was made to take care of everything. What about all the fest- festivals that we're supposed to be going to? No, he didn't mean to do all that. He just wants the festival that he's basically looking for right now is he's looking for you to be able to have fellowship with him. Festivals that actually brought fellowship to the Father. So everybody would come and everybody would come and have fellowship and we'd know who the fellowship was all about. A lot of the festivals was to a remembrance of what God had done. If you stop and think about it, think about each festival. Festival of rites. The festival of the Passover. Come on. We start naming all the festivals. You start thinking about what those festivals were. Was a remembrance of what God had done for the people. And they were remembering what he did. Each one remembered about what, how God brought them through, how God made a way. Look at what God has done. We've got the festival. Basically, my, we've got food because God made a way. Not only we got food, but the Passover. We are no longer in bondage. We've been set free. Come on. When you look at all of those and see what God has done, look at how he's moved and in the way that he's moved. You're saying, thank you, Lord. <laughs> That's the festival. That we, and so God is saying, basically, all I'm looking for is a fellowship. All I'm looking for right now is fellowship. And if I can have fellowship, oh, my God, that's, that's the thing that he's looking for. So God is, the thing that is so awesome about this is, number one, look at this. The thing that is so awesome about this, he says, what I did with all of the law, what I've actually done with the law is I've simply modified the agreement. <laughs> I like this. Oh, I pray somebody's listening to this. You got it? <laughs> He's saying, all I've done is modify the agreement. The agreement that, that the agreement, I've modified it. I've set it up. Uh, there's a scripture that talks about there's a new and living way. In other words, a new and living way now that we could do. Jesus said the greatest commandment is what you love one another. Mm. And that you love your neighbor even as you do yourself. And if you take care of that, everything else will be, wow, just take care of those things. <laughs> just take care of those. That's, that, that would be the thing. <laughs> if you could just take care, if you could just take care of loving yourself, loving those around you, <laughs> loving your neighbor, my God, those things are heavy. Amen, 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 amen. I thank God, look, if we can stop and think about that, the law. I want to go into uh, Romans 6, like I, we were talking about before. I want to get into that. This is a new, we, we've been dwelling in that one for quite a while. We've been dwelling in the, uh, into Romans 6. 
you know, and this new agreement, Paul is talking about this to the Romans. He's telling them, he says, God, what God has actually done is God actually was giving us grace, 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 basically. Let's look at verse 1. Say, so what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? He's asking the question. He says, shall we continue in sin? In other words, shall we con- continue in the old agreement, uh, in the old standard? We're breaking the standard all along. We're continuing to break the standard. Shall we continue to break the standard? That grace, oh, my God, because grace is here now. Grace is here now, so I'm going to continue to continue to sin. He says, no. He says, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? How shall we that are dead to sin? See, when we accepted Christ, we became dead to sin. We became dead to sin. All right? In other words, basically, if you look at the verses that's ahead in chapter 5, You'll see basically where it says, as uh, verse 19, for as one man's disobedience, many are made sinners. That's the reason why. So that by the obedience of one shall many be, shall many be made righteous, right living because of Jesus. Okay? Because of one. Because of one, it only took one, that many were made sinners. We automatically became sinners. And because of one, many now become righteous. And you can't do that except you accept that one. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. I'm getting ready to run right now <laughs> because of that one. Moreover, the law entered, verse 20, moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin had reigned unto death, for the wedges of sin is death, Okay, that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. So what shall we say to them? Shall we continue in the sin that grace may abound? No, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized here it is, baptized into Jesus Christ, we're baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the new in newness of life. For we have For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Wow. We no longer have to deal with that. We no longer have to deal with that. Someone said, shall we still continue, still continue to not reach the mark? No, it's not that. It's the fact that you know the mark now, but through Christ, we can 
we can get everything back in line again. Isn't that awesome? That is so awesome. We can get back in line again. And grace allows that to happen. Grace allows that to happen. Remember what we said grace is. Grace is, number one, unmerited favor. You don't deserve this. This is something that you don't deserve. You don't deserve this. (laughs) Grace is unmerited favor. Grace is basically not only unmerited favor, but grace is time allowed without consequences. There's no penalty. There is no penalty under grace. That means I'm giving you time to get back in line with the standard that I'm trying to put forth. Amen? I'm giving you time, and that's a good thing. I'm giving you time. There's no penalties. I'm giving you time to get back in line with what needs to be done. Somebody said, what do I need to do? Number one, the first thing, of course, is come to Christ. Because without him, there's no way to get to the Father. Wow. There's no way to get to the Father because he's no longer looking at us coming to him like he did in, like we did individually, you know, like he did individually. But we can go to him through Christ. Isn't that exciting? We can go to him through Christ. We don't have to do what was done back in the Old Covenant or in the Old Testament where they had to go to a priest and take all this stuff to the priest. And the priest did all the talking for them. And the priest did all the sacrifices for them. But instead now, because of Christ, we can boldly go to the throne through Christ and make our petitions known right to him. And he hears those. Not only that, but we have a mediator. Oh, my God, that's exciting. We have a mediator that stands, that knows all about what's going on. And right in between all of that, he stands there and he takes all of that. And he takes it right to the Father. Oh, my God. I'm looking and seeing what God has done even this week, what God has done. And, I, and, and, and he's going to do great things for all of us, for all of us. Those that are listening, God's going to do some great things for you. Excuse me. God's going to do some great things for you. Why? Because God still, because of number one, he's, he's, he's already ordained it. He set it up. Your steps are ordered by God. I can't help but say that. Your steps are ordered by God. And he says, I'm going to, I, I, some things we go through, we need, I've, I've been dealing with this on Sunday. We've been dealing with, with the life of Joseph. And maybe, maybe one of these times we'll get into this, the life of Joseph and how Joseph went through so much. But in order to get to the throne where he was at, where the ultimate end was the palace, in order to get there, he had to go through some stuff. And there's some things that we have to go through that God says, look, you need to get through this. And once you get through this, if you can only see the glory, wow, you can only see the blessing that God has in store. But you got to get through this in order to get there. Don't worry, you're going to make it. <laughs> Don't worry, you're going to make it. Oh, that somebody said, I like, I like what somebody said. He said, when you don't hear from God, all God is doing is he's working in the background. <laughs> That's good. He's working in the background. He's got 
everything all set up for you. That's the grace. That's justification. That's the agreement. I understand where you're at. I know you. I've known you from the foundations of the world. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God. I've known you from the foundations of the world. I know you. I created you. I set you up. I know what's inside of you because what's inside of you is me. Come on. I, I made you. I created you. I created you in my image and in my likeness. I created you. Therefore, I know you. One man took, pushed things out of, out of the way that it was supposed to be. One man did that. He grabbed it and he put things out of the way that it wasn't supposed to be. Oh, but hey, that's okay. I, I sent my son and my son brought grace. Oh, so I'm giving you time to get everything back. You could get everything back through him. Oh, my Lord. I hope, I'm not, I hope everybody's grabbing what I'm saying. What does the scripture say? I can do all things through Christ, which infuses me with strength. He's getting you back. In other words, I've, I've already put inside of you the ability, the ability to win, the ability, the ability to conquer, the ability to go beyond what you think you cannot go. Where you think you cannot go. Oh, my God. Sometimes there are those of us that don't realize. You don't realize the stuff that you're going through. The stuff that you're going through, you have the ability to come on top of it. You have the ability to go through. You do. You have the ability to go through. But it looks rough right now. Oh, I understand. We've gone through some stuff, too, that looks rough. But then I realized, I don't know why I'm off on this. Maybe there's somebody that needs this, needs this. But anyway, in the midst of all of this, you say, why am I going through what I'm going through? I don't understand why I'm going through this. It doesn't look right. It just doesn't feel right. I don't understand why I have to do this. There are some things that we put ourselves into, but then there's other things that God is saying, don't worry. I've already been through this turbulence. So I know what you're going to go through, and you're going to make it. Oh, if you really stop and think about it, you're going to make it. <laughs> you're going to make it. Oh, my Lord. If you really stop and think about it, there's many times that you should have been dead. There's many times that, you, that, that, that in all cases you should not be around. But look at the grace of God. That's that favor. That's that favor. That's that favor. Many times when you feel it, figure that, hey, I don't understand why I didn't, actually lose my mind. You didn't lose your mind because, hey, that's God's favor, and that's his grace. And it's sufficient for you. And it's sufficient for you. What did Paul say? I wish that you would remove this thorn. Well, I kind of really went into a whole other area, but I'm, I feel like I, I can stay right here. Paul says, I, I wish that you would remove this that's going on in my body. This, this is not, it's not my body, but it's like a thorn in my flesh. It, it irritates me. I can't understand why I'm doing this. Why is it that this is happening to me? But look what Paul said. Look what Jesus, Paul said. But Jesus said to him, my grace is sufficient. It's enough. It covers you. My grace is sufficient. You're going to make it. That's what he's saying. You can make it. Don't worry. <laughs> So it irritates you right now. <laughs> so it irritates you. It makes you go like, oh, my God, I don't understand why. 
I'm going through this. But grace, grace says you can make it. And he's got you covered. <laughs> he's got you covered. He's got you covered. He's got, he's got enough there that you'll be able to make it. Don't worry. He can live. Don't worry. You're going to make it. Don't worry. He's got you. He's got you. Don't worry. He's got you. As he says, my grace is sufficient for you. For you. Amen. So when we're talking about covenant, we're talking about agreement. My God. We're talking about the testament. Talking about the rules and and the laws that, that God had. And he had all set up for you. And he set it up for you. It's a new agreement, but it's modified. I hope everybody can understand what I'm saying. Amen. It's been modified. Ah, oh, amen. And I'll go right back to that thing once again. Look at verse 14. For sin hath not, shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the under law, but under grace. So what then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? No, God says no. God forbid. No, ye not. That to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, who are you allowing? Who are you allowing yourself to become? Servants to obey. His servants ye are not to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or unto obedience unto righteousness. That's a question mark. Question mark. In other words, which are you really actually following? It's your choice now. I've already made a way for you. That's what he's basically saying. I already made a way for you. Do you want to dwell in sin unto death? Or do you want to dwell in obedience unto righteousness? I think I choose righteousness. Amen? <laughs> I think I choose righteousness. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Righteousness. In other words, Lord, I want to be obedient to every, everything that you ask me to do. Uh, and then that, that one thing which everybody has, some, some people really have a problem with, is, well, okay, servants unto. What do you mean by servants unto? And then you look at the scripture where it says you're bought with a price. Scripture that talks about you're bought with a price. Know you not that your body is the temple. You are not your own. You are not your own. But you are bought with a price. You have a price. You are bought with a price. You've been redeemed. Thank God. Well, that's such an awesome thing. Been redeemed. I've been bought back. Hallelujah. Bought back. They actually went back and bought me. <laughs> so therefore, that means, number one, I, I, I belong to him. So I call him Lord. Lord. Why I call him Lord? Lord means owner. So, Lord, you are now owner. You're owner of who? You're owner of me. So use me. Use me. The thing I like about him, he uses you to be a light to somebody else, to be a blessing to somebody else, to be a joy to somebody else. Mm. 
to be a light so that you'll ra- you radiate him. Amen. I hope I'm not going off, off the wall here. But anyway, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm doing scripture. This is basically what he's saying. We're dealing with grace. Grace is good news. It's good news to the people that, those that are striving, they're trying, and they're working at it. And God is saying, no, you don't have to just work. Just do. Just be. I remember Brother Colbert used to say that. He didn't ask you to do it. He said, just be. <laughs> That's easy. Just be. All you have to do is simply just, just be. He'll take care of all the rest. He'll take care of all everything else that needs to be taken care of. He'll deal with that. All you have to do is just be. <laughs> just be what he calls you to be. That's it. Just be what he calls you to be. He'll illuminate out of you. Amen. Amen. He'll illuminate out of you. His presence will come. And his presence will illuminate out of you. Ah, the glory of his presence. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. The glory of his presence is so rich. That's him. That's his glory. His glory is his error. It's it's his, it's his, um, just him. It's his presence. It's who he is. That's glory. So when you look at his glory and you see that just illuminate out of you, illuminate out of you, you find out that he is so great and he's so good. Nothing greater than him. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, my God. I pray that this this is being a blessing to some, some of you that's listening to this. Amen. Praise God. But the glory of his presence. I, I, I felt like dwelling today tonight on that, just on that on that one part, part basically. I, I started off wanting to teach in this other area about the covenant, you know, which is an agreement, which is an agreement. When you go to a place, Amen. When you go to a place and you um, sign something, that's an agreement that you that you sign to. I agree that I will pay so and so and so and so a month for this place or for for this car or whatever. I agree that I will do that for this loan, uh, okay, for this loan or whatever. And you, that's an agreement. That's that's a covenant that you have set. I thank the Lord for the covenant that I set with uh, my beautiful angel. <laughs> uh, some 40 years ago, I set, an, I set a covenant uh, with her. Amen. We came into an agreement that, that hey, I will be with her until death do a part. <laughs> That's an agreement. I have, that, I have that agreement with her, that I will be with her until death do us part. Amen. So I continue with her. So now all these years, I haven't broken that. And the thing that's exciting is we haven't even modified it. <laughs> we just did it, keep, keep it going. But when you have an agreement, sometimes you have to go in, especially if it's too thick, if it's too strict, excuse me, not thick, but strict. If it's too strict, you go back in and you modify the agreement to fit. I hope everybody caught that. You modify the agreement to fit. 
Everybody could not have fellowship with, with God like he wanted it. So what did he do? What did he do with the law? He modified it, and it fits. Now through Christ, wow. So now through Christ, we can come to the Father. Do him. It's the law that's been modified. Wow. Hopefully everybody's kind of getting this. Write this down. It's the law that's been modified. So now it's been modified. Now no longer, no longer do we have to have a priest to talk about our sins. No longer do we have to have a priest talk about our sins and, you know, take it to the Father and have the Father forgive it. No, we can now go. We go ourselves. Like I said, like I said, I, we've, we've been married now some 40 years, <laughs> some 40 years. And I and it's not too strict for me. <laughs> it's not not too strict for me. She's still just as beautiful, just as gorgeous, and just as awesome. Amen. On this, you're welcome, baby. You are so beautiful. Amen. And she's still that way. You know, we've never had to come through and modify it. <laughs> not we haven't had to modify our agreement at all because it's still the same way. But there's some things that you might have done with a loan. All of a sudden, because you lost a job or, or you don't have enough money to pay, a lot of times you can go back in and modify that agreement and say, okay, instead of paying so-and-so and so-and-so, let's, you pay this much. That's been modified. So what has been modified here as far as grace is concerned and according to the law? It's been modified. How did it been modified? Now you can come to the Father, but the only way that you come to the Father now is through Christ. So now it's modified. Amen. <laughs> That's so great. Amen. Amen. You know, I think, wow, I think this is, and I'm going to continue this within the next week. I'll continue this next week. Amen. We'll keep talking a little bit more on this. I pray that you were blessed to this. Amen. I'm looking to see. Oh, Amen. So Sylvia, you on? Yep, I'm just en- I'm just enjoying it. I'm taking my notes. <laughs> oh, it's good to know that you're here. <laughs> yep, yes. Of I course, been, I would miss I, it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually up walking around, so I didn't look at the computer to see who was who was listening. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I came in a little late, so I just I just dived in and started writing, and started doing my notes. Oh wow! Someday you're gonna have to send me a copy of your notes, okay? Oh, okay, okay. I'd love to. I'd love to see him. I really would. I'd love to see him. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I pray this is a blessing to you. I hope we've, you know, got enough to kind of mm, munch on. <laughs> yes, uh, I've been reading uh, Romans. Um, let's see. I'm like at the sixth chapter. I've been going over and over it, and so yeah. I'm, you know, I'm following you. So it's helping me out to have a That's better understanding great. what Romans is talking about, what Paul's talking about in Romans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know the thing that is so awesome is he had to he had to do that because of because of and and I, which made it so I don't know if you caught this part what I said in the very beginning. They the Romans Romans uh over in Rome, they actually dealt with a lot of law stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. They they strictly because every Caesar had a new law. <laughs> had something Oh, okay. Had something okay. New. 
So it makes sense that Paul would talk to Rome concerning this, and then, of course, dealing with the Jews at the same time because they knew about law, you know. Right. Jews were Jews were having a problem, and Paul, which sat underneath the feet of Gamaliel, you know, um, Uh which sat underneath the feet of he he knew about the law. (laughs) He knew all about it, you know. Right. But then he started. Then the way that he turned it around, which is so neat, was he turned it around and started letting them know that it's no longer you don't have to work this because everybody was figuring they can work. You know, I've got to. Right. I've got to. I got to work to add up. You know, and he says, no, right. no, no, you don't have to. It's not a works. You don't have to work it. You know, you don't have to work this. <laughs> right, right. You, to, you don't work it, you live it. Right. You know, you don't work it, you live it. All you do is now live. It's, it's, it's so much easier to live than to try to have to work to land, to, to work in order to get up to a standard. You know? Right. And you know I've got to work to make the standard so I can so that this person can be pleased. That's hard. Right, it is. It is. It's hard, you know. There's a certain yeah. standard that a person. I mean, we've been in places where, you know, you, you want to try to add up to add up to their expectations. Right. <laughs> that's, you know, and that's not in you. To, <laughs> it's right. Not really <laughs> right. Right. In you. To, you know, and you know, you're putting up with you're putting up with what they have to do with and what they do, and you know, come on, that's that's hard, that's really hard. Yeah. So I I just want to make this way. I want to I want to be able to get this get this to to together so that I'll be able to, and I can rest after they say, oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> right. You right. Know? But here Paul is basically saying, no, you don't have to work this because right now all you have to do. The main thing that you're pleasing is Christ. Right, right. And if you please Him, you're doing great. You know, right. You're, you're, because because He pleases the Father. So if you please Him, you're pleasing the Father. Wow. Right. That is so. That's so. That's rich right there. Right. That is rich. You know. And then even the Father said He wants you to to be conformed to to the image of His Son. Right. You know, you got the scripture where he talks about that. I would love for you to be conformed to the image of of my son. That's that's some high stuff right there. Right, know. right. You know. Yeah. Lord oh Lord, we're gonna get into a lot of that. That's that's neat. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean all of it. I mean all of it, um uh it's some good stuff. I mean I mean um it's edifying. It's edifying. You know, I I, I think the Lord would give me the opportunity to be able to turn in and and, and to be able to listen. You know, oh, it's an honor time. to have you. It's it's an honor having you listen. Really, believe me, wow. <laughs> it's an God. honor. Yes, yes. Well, my Lord, I think that I have come to the end here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's usually usually about an hour, but I'm t- I usually try to make it at least half an hour, forty five minutes, and if it goes over, you know. So be it, but, <laughs> but right. uh, amen. But, Father, I give you glory. I thank you, Lord, for today. I thank you, Father God, for, uh, Lord, I thank you for my sister that's listening in, that have listened in, Lord, and and um, and others. Yes, and others. God bless you, those that are listening. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that you've been so good 
So, Father God, I thank you, Lord, for your grace. And, Lord, even as we were talking during this and there's those that are going through some stuff, Father God, I pray, Lord, that you would let you would just, Lord, just you just do what do what you do, Father God. Give them the strength to make it through because there, there might be those that are going through even right now, Father God. And, Lord, even as we have, Lord, Father God, I pray, I thank you, Lord, that we've had the, that you've given us the strength to go through. Lord, we've made it. <laughs> I thank you, Father God, for even just this last few days, just what you've done, how, how you've made a way for us. And we give you, Father, we give you thanks. Lord, I lift up also my sister, Father God, there. Lord, I pray, Lord, that whatever she's going through and the things that, that she might be handling even in her life, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would give her the strength right now in Jesus' name. Lord, make a way in Jesus' name. And I give you all the glory, give you the praise. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 All right, my sister. We'll, we're going to talk, too, about that. We've got to still talk a little bit more on the book, okay? Okay, then. All right, then. All right. Lord bless. Okay. Thank you for listening. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. All right. Uh, bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.